Hey there, and welcome to Drunk History Presents the Dark Ride, a fun Disney Parks themed game show with zero prizes and lots of drinking. If you're a returning listener, thanks for coming back. If you're new here, welcome. My name is Adrian. I'm here with my co-host, Ryan. We are two people who love Disney Parks and started this podcast so we can drink all about Disney and other theme parks with fellow theme parks loving fans just like you. Today, we're headed back down to the Virtual Tavern for a special At The Bar episode of The Dark Ride, where we wax poetic about random theme park topics, and sometimes we have a special guest, and today just might be one of those days. You'll find out. So without further ado, we're going to head to the bar. We we did have Be Our Guest. as We did have Be Our Guest. It would be kind of weird if... uh... It would be so mean. (laughs) Yeah. And we've got nobody. (laughs) And it's just us, suckers. Uh, so without further ado, we're going to head up to the bar, grab a beer, because on these episodes, as we always say, the beer is the hourglass. So we're going to grab a beer, and when that beer is done, so are we. We'll be right back. Hey, Rye. Hi, and we're in the bar. Oh, I hear it. Yeah, you hear that. It's all barry. It's very barry. <laughs> Omnicron be damned. I hear, I hear there like a clinking of a glass. Clink, uh, thing. Yeah, lots of <laughs> clinking and clanking. Well, I'm very happy to be here with you. Thanks. I'm happy to be here with you. And I'm really happy to be here with our <laughs> special guest. We weren't lying. Ryan Noveline. Ryan is an avant-garde fashion designer and conceptual architect for a luxury playhouse company. But his number one credit is that he's my friend. Oh. <laughs> Hi, Ryan. <laughs> hey, Adrian. <laughs> How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm so happy you're here in the virtual tavern. And you have to be because... Um, we are in two different locations. <laughs> we yeah. are. It's always nice to meet up in the virtual tavern with friends from afar, right? Right. Like, it's the easiest way. <laughs> we could be in the frozen tundra, and our friends can be in central Florida. We're all on our couches. <laughs> <laughs> We're all on our couches, so it's all the same. Ryan, I'm so happy to have you here because um, we became friends um, over the course of the last year. Well, it was like mm-hmm. an instant friendship. Like, I don't even know. I don't remember how we became friends, but it was like an instant click where I was like, oh, this person feels like they were my friend forever. And then the <laughs> onion the onion unfolds and you're this like multi-talented, like everything person. And it's like everything I find out, I'm like, it's just cooler and cooler and cooler. She's been bragging about you a lot, to be I honest. I do brag like, about like, you a like lot. Like behind the scenes, she's like... And my new friend, Ryan, da, 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 da. And I'm, I'm like, like I'm supposed what? to be the Ryan. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> the Ryan. <laughs> it's difficult having two Ryans as friends. <laughs> um, but uh, so I just want to say, so um, Ryan, you're uh, just so people can find you, but we'll bring this back at the end. Ryan is on YouTube. He's on Twitter. He's on Instagram. And where I became friends with him on TikTok, he's definitely TikTok famous. All at R J N O V E L L I N E R J Noveline. And what came first, the chicken or the egg? Which one of these was the first? Like, <laughs> where did you where where'd you start with all with your where did your social media start? Then we'll get into your background. You know, it's funny. It actually all started with Twitter. Oh, uh, back when I was in college. And uh, this is a true story. Uh, my good friend at the time, who was much more 
interested in social media and sort of, you know, the digital world. <laughs> Her phone used to keep lighting up with Twitter, and I thought it was a guy she was dating. That's true. Oh. I used to t- like, oh, Twitter. Like, <laughs> he was like, what, what, what's wrong with you? thought you? Twitter was his, like, when we all, like, well, some of us, where we have nicknames people were dating, we're like, you know, like... Spider guy. What would you have to do in your life, like in your dating life, to be known as Twitter? Twitter guy. Oh, brutal. <laughs> I mean, this was this figure. It was before I knew what Twitter was. I just assumed it was a nickname for a person. I'm like, oh, Twitter just texted you. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and you know, I what happened was I I did this uh, dress in college um, as a final project for one of my classes and. Uh, my friend said, you know, why don't you put it out on Twitter? And I, I tweeted it and it became like mega, mega, mega viral on the internet for like a year. Um, it was really, really, really strange. Cause I was, you know, I, how old was I? I was 19, I think at the time. And like the first thing I ever put out on the internet on social media was like the most viral thing I had ever had have touched to date. And, uh, and the reason I laughed to say Twitter was first is I deleted my Twitter about four months ago and then just rebooted it actually because of um, like NFTs and cryptocurrency where, where Twitter is actually extremely relevant. Yeah. So I kind of laughed that all this stuff happened in the middle, deleted Twitter, and now I'm back on Twitter. <laughs> uh, but TikTok was random too. So, you know, like TikTok is the most recent social media acquisition for me. And it was sort of like at the recommendation of uh, so Charmed Family or I think Charmed Fam on TikTok. Right. Tell, they, us, tell us what that is. So so Charmed is a luxury. It's like the world's leading luxury playhouse manufacturer, and they are based in Lethbridge, Canada. Um, they're a company you've probably seen show up on like Pop Sugar and Bored Panda, and they do these and really like elaborate- keeping up with the Kardashians, like different. They're, they're like they're so incredible. They're like what? <laughs> they're so incredible. They're like- so incredible. Yeah. <laughs> They're, they're strange. Like there's, there's nothing quite like them, um, that I've seen anywhere else. And they have done a few for, uh, a couple notable celebrities, um, involved in sports. Forgive me. Sports is not my arena. No pun intended. Um, (laughs) off the top of my head. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I, I wound up working with them uh, via, like, they posted on LinkedIn, like, oh, we need a concept artist, and I had just lost my job, and I wanted to get back into um, doing art, and I was taking these online painting classes, and I was like, oh, me, like, raise my hand, like, me, 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 pick me, and uh, it ended up working out. I did, you know, like a design test, like like an audition, and so now I've been their concept artist for a year and a half. Uh, and it's been quite a ride, and they um, they were finding really good success on TikTok. And the owner of the company sent me a message. Uh, you know, we have a pretty pretty informal like relationship. Like, you know, it's a lot of it's done via text. So I got a text from him at like midnight my time, being like, "You should really be on TikTok." And I'm like, "It's midnight. <laughs> like, <what>? <laughs> <laughs> leave, me al- leave me alone, yeah. boss." <laughs> like, okay, like that's random. Um, like, a and I'm very booty call I, from I'm your not- boss. Yeah, yeah, like, of all things, like, TikTok, like, silly rabbit, TikTok's for kids, like, what are you doing? And, uh, and I, and he kind of, like, wouldn't let down, like, no, 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 like, this is, this would be really good for you, like, you should kind of put yourself out there. And I said, uh, and I had TikTok, um, really just to kind of look at it, uh, I posted some 
I don't know. Like, I didn't know how to use it. So I'm like, here's a, you know, video clip of my studio that has nothing to do with anything with arbitrary music. Didn't perform well, go figure. And uh, he was like, no, no, no. We did this trend. Try this trend. I'm like, okay. I said, I will do it. But I, I'm, I'm going to need you to hold my hand the whole time. Like, I'm a baby. Like, show me step by step <laughs> everything you did to make your video and, uh, and, and he did, and he showed me and I, you know, downloaded the editing app and I copied their video, the format exactly. I put in my own dressmaking, you know, my own like slight changes to the, the, the copy and, um, lo and behold, it went viral, you know, 500,000 views. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> you just seem like everything you touch turns to gold. I mean, so you've been on, how long have you been on TikTok? Uh, like that when viral, when did that when did you do that post? I I, I want to say it was like January of this January of last year. So I think I'm I'm just at about a year on TikTok. So you have almost a quarter of a million followers in, oh, a, that, in a year. That sounds that sounds high, but yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm like whoa, and like your your TikToks just blow up. Like like I mean, they just anything you do just seems to like blow up. It's it's amazing, and some of these like the Cruella when you did the one about the Cruella dress, that Ooh, one that's... went super mega viral. That was that was a little scary. Yeah. yeah. That one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's such a good one and um but we we say it all the time like like content creators that make good content like it's like you're going to do good things with it because like people want to see good content yeah it's, it's rare like, because there's some bad content there's a ton of bad content out there especially like tiktok is like a minefield of like you know whether we're talking diz talk or we're talking like you know the tiktok Right. Landscape in general. Like there's a ton mm-hmm. of like just crap out there's there. There's a lot of crap. And just to be clear, like like Ryan is not on Dis like he's not a Disney TikToker. You're mm-hmm. like like fashion and then like you're de- you're designing for your um for the the company, which by the way, like how I found out about that, that you were designing these houses is like we we were friends on TikTok and then you were live and you were actually like conceptualizing something and i was watching this and i'm like what is he doing like i I didn't know because i didn't know what you were doing and i'm like he's making the most adorable house i'm like maybe it's just like an artist and i was like and they're like this is gonna be somewhere and i'm like wait a minute (laughs) this is gonna come to life i was just blown away and like that type of designing that type of a charming like little house was so up my alley i was like oh totally i i I mean as kids kids, i mean like i think that anybody who's like an an adult that's you know a fan of uh disney or imagineering or anything like that like you grew up being like i want you know a playroom that has like you know a like a jungle gym that's like a jungle you know like i want like i want magic the imagination of it i want something charming and like i want big you know bulbous rocks that turn into a tower and like and all these things are things that you get to you get to like you know put into action all the time now which is uh especially coming from a past where that you know like i i I'm an architect and like I've, I went into architecture because I wanted to go into Imagineering originally. And like for you to, you know, go through uh, art school and, and go through like a, a fine arts degree uh, in, in fashion and then, and then, you know, find yourself in this other, this other realm that's like also building these things from scratch. It must've been such a wonderful, like uh, surprise to your life. It, yeah. It's, it's definitely been a really, really interesting ride um, because when I was in college too, you know, with my own, 
love and passion, you know, for, for classic Disney animated films, I thought, you know, I want to be an animator. And I ended up choosing the school that I wanted to go to because I wanted to work for Disney. And I, I remember at the time Googling, like, each of the different arts, or they weren't all art schools. I think there were two art schools and the rest were, you know, Boston-based universities that had art programs. And I, like, Googled each one of them, you know, with, like, school name plus Disney. And I went through each one to figure out which one was going to give me the best shot of working for Disney. And, um, you know, I landed, I landed on RISD. Um, that wasn't the only reason that I chose it, but it was, it was part of what I was thinking of when I was there. And, uh, I don't remember at what point in the course of like school, if it was high school or college when, um, the princess and the frog came out and then it was announced that Disney had basically nixed all 2d animation. And, um, you know, a part of, part of my, my heart, kind of died and uh, I you know I, I still had my mindset on Disney but I didn't really like I didn't know what Imagineering was at the time and um, uh, this is this is just the kind of person I am and I went to uh, career services um, I think it was 18 just like marched in the front door and they were like hello and I'm like hi can I have a list of all of the school alum who currently work for the Disney company in their emails please and thank you that was kind of my, <laughs> wow. that, I, and they amazing. were like Hi, <laughs> uh, I think we can help you. Like, um, and, uh, and they gave me, you know, a, a list of names and I wound up um, and I, I it was less than 10 and I, you know, researched each one and I, you know, emailed maybe two or three of them just kind of like, hi, you know, I, I know you went to my school, you know, I'm really interested in this. I'd love to know a little bit more about what you're doing. Like, and I wound up connecting to somebody actually who works at uh, WDI and, uh, you know, they, we started up a conversation, you know, I, I got to show them a little bit about what I was doing. And, you know, long story short, I wound up interning for Imagineering in Florida um, uh, as a, an environmental graphics designer. So that's, um, you know, park signage, anything okay. with text on it that's built in a fabrication shop. Uh, and and I, I worked with that team and it was, you know, it, it was just really mind-blowing to me as a kid to finally get on the inside of this company that had meant so much to me for so long. And it was also the first time that I realized that there were people who professionally designed these environments, like these hotels and these theme parks. Like, this was a job. Sure. Like, people thought about these things, how they went together. I was so used to enjoying them, you know, as a guest. And I thought, oh, well, it's just, you know, it's like a team of artists and animators not even realizing, like, Imagineering is a separate company. Walt Disney Animation Studios is a separate company. Walt Disney World is a separate company. And sort of, you know, understanding the structure of that umbrella and what the di different people did inside of it. Uh, and it was, it, it was a lot of fun and it had a really strong influence on me artistically in terms of the experience I took away from it because um, I still thought that I was like, I didn't know what I was going to do after that. It wasn't like, Oh, I did this and okay, that's my dream job, my dream path. I'm going to chase this. And you know, it's going to be that it was kind of like, Oh, well that was a great experience. And I'm back in school and I'm in a fashion design class and I wound up interning for a very well-known fashion company in New York city for six weeks up until fashion week. Um, and, uh, yeah, I wound up in weird jobs and yeah, here I am. <laughs> so with, Char and I feel like with charmed playhouses, you, 
you're able to design like you're able to do that sort of fairy book aesthetic, but you have a lot more freedom. Whereas like if you were actually working for Disney, there's so much red tape and like to, to be able to like the, when I was watching you design on live and when I've seen you many times design on live, you have like a freedom and you seem like you're sort of playing with it a little bit more and you're able to be a little bit more loose with it, which must, which must be so much better almost than designing it for the company. It's, it's definitely a, it's different um, and exciting to be able to operate without, um, you know, specific IP guidelines. Like, I don't know if I've ever worked at a job before this where I didn't have those rules and regulations surrounding, you know, the, the creative output that I was doing. Cause that's, that's generally how companies operate. Um, you know, like I worked for an ad agency, um, that promoted like the music industry. And I used to cut, you know, trailers for like YouTube ads for basically every artist, you know, you can think of like Lady Gaga, Ariana Grande, Coldplay, like I and Disney included. And I would cut these trailers back to back to back. And, uh, they all had different kind of styles and guidelines and we would just need to be able to, you know, look at something, pick it up, know the fonts, know the colors, know the voice and like operate with that. And, uh, I, I really kind of took that knowledge with me, that that pliability of creativity, you know, and all of a sudden it was now no longer, um, it wasn't like video, but it was architecture. So I'm looking at different types of architecture and pulling different types of styles um, in a, in a realm that's really like completely open and free. It's uh, it's, it's mind boggling. Um, yeah. I don't imagine, I don't know of anyone else uh, who does similar work, who has that type of open creative freedom. Like it's, it's pretty awesome. It's a cool job. They're, they're really, they're a great team too. Cause they're totally, they're open to anything. They don't always go for it, but they're open to me suggesting it. Right. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's like a, you know, the, the scale that you guys are working at is, fa- is so fantastic because it's like, they are high end. These, these places that you're creating are super high end. So like the budget is, is there. But the, the spatial requirements that you're talking about is it's not like you're trying to design, you know, an entire land or, you know, a, a whole ride. You're, you're designing like a, you know, a, a playhouse or, a, you know, like an object in space. And so uh, with that ability, like to be able to like bring the the artistic work to like level 10 uh, and have the budget to support that without like the rigmarole of like trying to tie into like the greater system, you know, because it's, it's an object in space, uh, is so much freedom involved with that. And I'm sure that it's, it's so rewarding. Uh, it's, it's gotta be just amazing. I think that your, your whole, uh, career route, I'm sure that we have many listeners that are, uh, you know, foaming at the mouth right now because it's, it's, it's really, uh, quite, quite a dream come true, uh, for, for many people to, to hear, you know, like what an awesome, uh, career path you've had as of yet and i mean like you're a young guy like you have tons more to go so uh pretty pretty amazing yeah it's pretty cool um yeah i mean and i i love the just the the sidebar on that like you were putting christmas decorations on one of your playhouses on live and like it was just like it just looked like a dream it was just like this adorable like just putting like you know like swag like like uh, on these playhouses and i'm just like oh my god like i was foaming at the mouth i was like i would love to do this it was so cool it looked like one of those like little that that one had the round door it looked like one of those yeah one of those like um lord of the rings like like hobbit Hobbit houses it's so cool 
I mean, it, I, I mean, yeah. you you combining Christmas and fairy tale, like just you know, with Adrian, <laughs> that's lost my you know, mind. yeah, like <laughs> I'm sure she was like floating on air. So I lost my freaking mind. So, um, so Ryan, you decided to you you decided to move to Central Florida in the middle of the the, the panty raid that we're currently in. Um, <laughs> what has that experience been like as uh, somebody that is a lifelong Disney fan, and now you you live pretty close by? <laughs> Yeah, you know, um, uh, <laughs> it, it's uh, it's different. You know, I grew up in the Northeast and I went to school in the Northeast and I've lived pretty much my entire life in the Northeast, you know, except for when I, uh, you know, interned for a summer down here in Central Florida. And, uh, you know, the, the pandemic um, has changed the world it's changed so many of our structures it's changed how our society operates it, it's changed everything um and you know uh in in mostly i would say in, in mostly bad ways for a lot of people like the pandemic has has just wreaked havoc across so many aspects of our society um for you know for some people you know there have been some small silver linings i would say with people you know really becoming introspective about facing harsh realities and looking at their lives and saying am i happy is this what i want you know if i were to you know if i (laughs) if i died tomorrow did was i living the kind of life that was most fulfilling to me and you know at that time i was you know living you know with my partner outside boston and you know we um we saw this opportunity where all of a sudden you know with the pandemic forcing remote work where that was not an option before that. And all of a sudden, you know, there was a, a closing door and, and we thought, you know what, we may be able to slip through this um, and take the work remote and relocate. You know, Boston is very expensive. It's almost on par with Manhattan now, like, like the watching the prices in Boston go up and up and up. And, and there's, you know, there's really no end in sight. And if you look at how expensive San Francisco is like Boston, as far as we can see with, you know, access to great schools, great high hospitals and a lot of wealthy people moving into that area it's just going up and uh you know the price of what we would need to pay to live you know the kind of lifestyle we would want in that area it was just so expensive that we thought you know what let's just uh one other thing too is the the gyms my gyms all closed i know in you know where you are um i don't know if you know how new york sports club is doing but boston sports club closed the whole thing shut down um that was that was the gym chain, you know, the pools, I'm a swimmer, that was my pool, everything closed. So we were, you know, isolated inside. And, you know, I, we started looking at all aspects of life. And, you know, as a joke, I suggested, well, Florida, what about Florida? And then all of a sudden, when we started looking at the different elements of, you know, how living in Florida could be more beneficial to us, all of a sudden, it made sense. And, you know, we, we moved down to Central Florida and, you know, I have, I, I do so much more living outside. Um, the pools are outside. Uh, you know, there's a lot more, you can walk around in a lot of different places. I mean, you have to protect yourself from the sun, but, um, and as you mentioned, the proximity to Disney is, is, is great fun. You know, what, what, what's more fun than on the weekend saying, you know, like, Oh, it's been a rough week. Let's go get a drink at the wilderness lodge. <laughs> you know? Right now has, has it affected the magic? 
<laughs> that's always the question. Yeah, and uh, yeah. that's the million dollar question that every like when anybody if you're if if you're someone like me who's a big fan. Sure. Now, I also interned in in for Disney when I was in college, so I did do this uh, similar to you. I spent the summer there, um, and I I don't think I I do think it actually affected the magic for me a little bit at that time, but not in the not in taking away from the magic. But I don't know if I. I didn't spend as much time there as I thought I would when I was living in New York. I'm like, if I live by Disney, I'll be there every day. That wasn't mm-hmm. the case. But I also worked in the parks. So when I was not working, I didn't want to be in the yeah. parks. And, and it's also like, you know, like the, the anticipation is part of it, right? I mean, like, like when, we, when we rate and review rides, like one of our categories is the queue. It's like, it's yeah. not even, you're not on the ride yet. Like, but, but half of the right. fun, not half the fun, part of the fun sure. is the queue. And like part of that anticipation like equals the magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when you don't have the anticipation because it's like, well, it's just right it's, there. It's just a drink, you know. It's like, like how people think, like in New York, they're like, they think we go to the Statue of Liberty all the time. You don't? And- <laughs> you don't? Yeah, I'm there. I'm there weekly. I don't know what you're talking. I don't about. know the. La- I can't, it's got to be decades since I've been to the Statue I've, of Liberty. I've never. I've, I've been on the boat that goes next goes next to it on my way to like Staten Island for a meeting. <laughs> for a meeting, yeah. So coming so, to you live from the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> exactly. I mean, the Statue of Liberty is not as fun as Disney, but. What do you, th- what, what are your, what's your gut reaction? I mean, you've been, you've, li- how long have you lived in central Florida now? Uh, six months. Six months. Okay. So you're six months in. Mm-hmm. How, how's the magic? Uh, you know, it, it, it's a, it's, it's great. I mean, it is fun. It's, you know, what Walt Disney World offers is, uh, I, I have two things. It's, it's escapism. You know, it's, it's a beautiful escapism. Um, but also, you know, I think at the core of what Walt Disney World is and, you know, Walt Disney's vision um, was sort of this, like, utopic version of society where people got along and worked together and were friendly to each other. Like, if you really go to the core of it, you know, what what his theme parks were supposed to be, what the original idea for Epcot was, um, you know, what the higher aspiration for his world was, was, was aiming for. Um, and, and that is still true. You know, when you go to visit Walt Disney world, I mean, I know to some extent it's a, it's a show, it's a production, but I do think that's why people enjoy going back there. Um, it's a, you know, you, you do get that escape and, um, you know, even living here in central Florida, you know, like you said, Adrian, you know, I'm not, I don't go there every day. I was just thinking about that. Like even living here, I go to, I go to Disney world, maybe one to three times a month. It's actually not that often. Um, but, but it's, it's a, great thing to do on a Friday or a Saturday. Like I love Disney Springs. The food is fantastic. Um, and, uh, and you can, and you can go with like, without the, you know, uh, the need to, you know, complete anything, you know, you can go there just, just to walk around the Germany pavilion, just to see the fireworks, just, yeah, just to see the fireworks, just to have a drink. Yeah. Like, you know, that type of thing or the hotels, like you said, like, you know, let's go to the wilderness lodge and get a drink and just hang out by Bay Lake, you know, or, or whatever lake that is. I I spend more time in the hotels, you know, living locally than I, than I do in the parks. Um, Sure. I could see that. And you actually (laughs) said something to me one time that I thought was, you know, for anyone that's thinking about like, Oh, living in central Florida, you were like, um, you know, 
you have to kind of weigh it. it. You can't be there every day because it is still expensive. Even if you're, you, you're still a hundred dollars every time you go to the parks. Cause you're like, you're buying food, you're buying drinks. So it's like, you can't be there every single day because I mean, I'm sure there's people that I know there's people that do it, you know, where they, they bring their food and, and they bring their water and, the, and there are ways to do it. But some part of the fun of the, of the parks is like, you know, getting, the popcorn and the churro and the and the yeah. and the moonshine sour and you know you, it would you'd feel a little deprived if you couldn't do that every yeah. time you were there. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I mean we uh, like I enjoy going in, you know, just to walk around, but to your point, like you do want to experience what the parks have to offer besides the ambiance. So you're going to buy, you know, the food and drink that is there and, and, and it's pricey, you know, it's very pricey. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you have to, you have to think about that, you know, before you go in, like, I, I think it, we went more early on more frequently and then it just sort of like it calmed down a little bit when we started to experience, you know, the, the other things that central Florida has to offer. And there, you know, there are others too. Yeah, I mean, even now, like, I go a lot, you know, with, I started, you know, doing Disney TikTok back in Memorial Day weekend in, in May, and um, even now when I go, I've, I've been there four or five times since then, and I don't, I'm, it's not the same experience, it's not the same, like, you know, rope, I would, I don't rope drop anymore, there's no reason for me to rope drop, like, I, I don't need to get to to rope drop, I just, so I feel like even living there, it's like, now I kind of show up at the parks like one in the afternoon, but living there, you, you show up at, you know, 630 at night. Why? Why not? You can just go whenever. <laughs> it's, that's such an awesome sort of thing. Like, yeah. do you, it, is there one particular park that you feel like you go to the most? Um, I, probably Epcot. Um, okay. Yeah, it's got to be, right? I mean, even in the pandemic, uh, you just have the most oper- like the most area to kind of roam outside in Epcot, and you can you know really get food and drinks and stay outside in Epcot. Uh, you know, we've been to probably been to Animal Kingdom the least, um, even though I love Animal Kingdom. Um, Animal Kingdom and Hollywood Studios—they're kind of one in one. I I love going to the Magic Kingdom. I do. Like I am cognizant of how crowded it gets, it, and I don't it, it, love going there when it's super crowded. It's still like like we were we were just there, and uh, there we were there for the the party, right? So like, there's an overlap time where there's the party guests and the regular day guests, and I almost had a panic attack. I mean, it was yeah. it was like, like as Eve crowded as I've ever seen that place, and yep. you know, in during like the the. Uh, the ramp up of this Omicron variant thing. And like, you, you were just like, this is such a bad idea, guys. What's going, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of freaked out and then just walked and like walked to like a place that I was not going to be crowded in because I started freaking <laughs> out, you know? A lot of my other local friends, their Animal Kingdom is the favorite park of a lot of my local friends because they, they say it's just easier. Like, and they think Magic Kingdom, you have to. You have to either get on the monorail or the ferry, so it it's not easy to just go into the park. Mm. But I just feel like if I was a local, I'd be the same as you, Ryan. I'd be Epcot. I mean, Animal Kingdom is not. I, I've been I've been to Disney World four or five times this year. I haven't gone to Animal Kingdom once. I just well, don't that's go. A, that's a shame because it's I, awesome. But I know, um, <laughs> but I, I just for me, I don't I don't feel I'm not feeling it. Yeah, I, don't, I I hear you. you have to be in this. You well, have to be in the right mood. I I totally understand too that when you don't live close to. Disney World and you want to experience the magic when you're here for a limited period of time you're going to go straight for the things that make you feel the best you know yeah. and, you, and it, 
Like you're not, and, and, you know, now park hopping is, is more challenging. Like you can't do it the way that you used to. So you have to yeah. be pretty selective about where you want to spend your time. Um, I mean, when we came here, cause I grew up coming to Disney world, um, you know, I was very fortunate that my parents were able to buy into DVC pretty early. And, uh, we went to the wilderness lodge, um, j- just about every year when I was younger, um, and <laughs> what I noticed was over time, as we came every year, we actually spent less and less times in the parks to the point where we basically spent all of our time in the hotel. Um, <laughs> you know, so, and we, but in that transition, we kind of stopped going to Animal Kingdom and Hollywood Studios. Like it was only Epcot at Magic Kingdom. And part of the reason was, I think I heard you say this, Adrian, on, on your live feed, was uh, we went in August because of the school, you know, the school year. And that's when we could go. And it was really hot. Yeah. And you know, Animal Kingdom, when it's hot, is uh, can be really painful. Yeah, <laughs> like this, yeah. Especially, nowhere... especially then, yeah. like before the trees really grew in. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. it, it was it was horrible. And Hollywood Studios has always been a super uh, hot park that way because there's just no shade. Yeah, and and we're we're talking about Hollywood Studios pre Toy Story, pre Star Wars. Like mm-hmm. this was you know when I when I was growing up when we were out of the parks, like there wasn't much going on in that park. No. And I'm a coaster person, so I you know, I wasn't doing the Tower of Terror, I wasn't doing Rock and Roller Coaster, so you can nix those. So like when you take those out and everything else, you're like, hmm, the great yeah. movie ride and <laughs> the, you know, the Derby, like oh, yeah. <laughs> is that worth the cost of a park ticket? I mean the answer is yes, those two rides are <laughs> worth it. <laughs> no. The answer is no for me. I think uh, I call it the mediocre movie ride and I stand by that. Um, so I mean um Let's. I want to talk well, about something. Well, we talk. You you mentioned yeah. hotels and how you were staying in DVCs yeah. a lot, and so mm-hmm. I think let's let's talk about some hotel stuff, right? Right. And I and I agree with you on that, uh, Ryan. By the way, like I I when I, I I was a big Riverside person, and I like spending. I, there were times me and my sister would talk. We'd be like, I would just like to be at the the Riverside right now. I don't need to be in Disney World. Like we'd be like, if we could be anywhere in Disney World right now, we'd be. We were both like, I'd just be at the Riverside, just walking around. Like, so there's such a vibe. Um, but so like, with, is, is that your favorite right now? Like if you were to pick like anything cost, cost is out the window. No. This goes to both of you guys. Like what would be your, uh, I, I guess we'll stick in the Disney, in the Disney pantheon. Right. So like, what would be your Disney hotel that you would stay at? I know what, I know what Ryan Navalina is going to say, but I'll go for it. So it, it was always Riverside, but I feel like the, for me, I feel like the, um, the transportation, um, it, it just having just the only alternate transportation of having like a launch to Disney Springs, which isn't a place I spend a ton of time at. It's not good enough for me. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I, for me, it's Fort wilderness. It's for, it's the Fort wilderness cabins right now. I've been a convert. I love it. I love the vibe. You got the launch right over there, the magic kingdom, which I think is a better a launch option. And I don't know. It's, it's pulled ahead for me. Yeah. Like those tree houses. Have you ever seen the tree houses? Oh, the tree houses are great, but oh, I but so I like good. the Fort Wilderness cabins. That's my that's my vibe. What about what about you, um, Ryan Bieber? We'll start with. I think uh, I mean like look if money's out the window, uh, I think probably the Poly bungalows. Oh, okay. I mean, um, all right. Uh, yes, po- Polynesian in general. I think would probably probably. <laughs> I mean, be my we're go-to. we're going like that. I, okay, fine. Well, I mean, like you're talking we're about a full big. cabin. You're talking about a full cabin too, my dear. So. I know, but the cabins are like 300 bucks. The Polynesian bungalows are like I think that's because you had to. Because you had to go for a hike to get there. <laughs> I will. I will take the Polynesian bungalows too. There's a you get your own personal hot tub. I know. Facing the fireworks. I know. 
but in general, I think like the poly would be a, like a pretty fantastic stay. Growing up, I stayed a lot at the contemporary. Uh, so a lot of nostalgic feelings with that, but I don't really love what they've done with the rooms and stuff. I'm not a big fan of this. Uh, Moana theme. Uh, no, I actually don't mind the Moana theme of the poly. It's more the contemporary uh, Incredibles. Oh, the, the contemporary uh, Incredibles. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, like, 60s mod is such a, a an awesome design aesthetic, and they could have gone so many amazing ways with it, and they went, like, pretty lowbrow as far as I'm concerned. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, you're, you're a contemporary guy. Yeah. And, I mean, like, like growing up, we definitely stayed there the most. Uh, that and, and Riverside. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I tons of great memories with both. Uh I would love the Wilderness Lodge would definitely be my favorite, but its connection for it being that close to like Magic Kingdom and to not be on the monorail loop is like uh, drives me nuts. Mm. Okay, I can I, I can see all that. What about what about you, um, Ryan Noveline? I know what you're going to say, but tell tell, <laughs> tell the other Ryan. So so you know I I, I grew up. DBC to the Wilderness Lodge. So I have a lot of, you know, really fantastic memories of that hotel um, and being there with my family. Uh, my parents honeymooned at the Grand Floridian in 1988. They picked it from blueprints. Um, it wasn't built yet. Wow. So they were, that's they so were, cool. They were, I don't remember how old it is. So when my parents got, they, they were very young. I think they were like, they were like 18 and 19, 19 and 20. So like really young and they you know picked out that they were going to do their honeymoon in Walt Disney World and they stayed in one of the corner suites in the main building um so they could hear the music and the orchestra um and they they just had a fantastic time and you know with their kids when they came back and you know we wound up going to the Wilderness Lodge we didn't um I think actually the first place I ever stayed when I was like six months old was Riverside um when it was the Sleepy Bayous this is pre this is pre Dixie <laughs> Landing Dixie Landings. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, that was the first place I stayed. And, and, you know, we, we stayed outside of Walt Disney world, you know, it was a price many times before sort of DVC came into the picture. And then, um, you know, my parents ended up kind of using their DVC points to have us slowly. We started staying more at the Grand Floridian. And, you know, what I think at the time, the coolest thing about staying at the Grand Floridian was that when you stayed in the main building, you could sit in the concierge lounge that overlooked the lobby and listen to the orchestra and the pianist play basically all day. Yeah. And, you know, my fondest memories of being at Walt Disney World with my family were basically sitting at that table in that lounge all day we didn't like they they yeah. bring food out you know you just sit there we had a view of the pool we listened to the music and we, we just talked and we hung out and we played board games and and it was awesome like i just i loved it um the, the hotel has changed a lot uh i was devastated when they you know got rid of the orchestra you know i don't think there are any plans for them no. bringing that um, real shame, uh, just cause I think that that was, that was the one thing about that hotel as someone who stayed in a handful of like luxury hotels across the country. Um, it was the one thing that they had that no other hotel in the world that I know of has yeah. was that orchestra. Um, it made it, it was kind of like, is it worth paying that super duper premium to stay at, you know, this hotel over the Polynesian, over the contemporary. And it was like, they have a live orchestra playing in the lobby. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Then they got rid of it. Yeah. So, well, that, that question gets a little dicier. <laughs> so it's the G flow 
But there's like a little asterisk yeah. next to it, is what you're saying. Old G flow. <laughs> old old G flow. Yeah, I mean the the last time the last time I stayed there, which was relatively recently. I mean those rooms are in rough shape. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I uh, you know, anyone listening to who's interested in, you know, in the Grand Floridia and I, what I would say is, you know, if you're not staying in one of the DBC rooms, which contractually need to be updated every, I think it's every seven years, um, they keep those all pretty up to date across Walt Disney World. Like DBC, you're going to get a pretty updated room. Uh, if you're not staying in one of those, I would suggest waiting until the hotel itself is renovated because its current shape is... Um, n- not in my opinion, not worth the price that's being charged. Yeah, I think it's too high. Sure, sure. I agree. I agree. Well, you know, I know we're we're getting closer to the bottom of our beers, but why don't we all share? Um, maybe like we'll we'll start we'll start with the bottom, and then we'll go up. Why okay. don't we all share? Maybe like a lackluster experience we've had in, in a in a hotel, and then like a great experience. Okay, cool. Um, do you want me to go first? Sure. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll be quick. I'll be quick. All right, I'm going to start. So the the bad experience one time, and I'm going to and mine it was at a Disney hotel. Was with my my family. I took my parents and my sister to um, the old Key West Resort, mm. and because um, my parents love the key, the Florida Keys, so I was like, oh, then it was like their anniversary and their 60th birthdays. So I was like, all right, well, like let's let's go there. This was a couple years ago, and um, we get this like studio room. And um, there, it was an it was a handicap accessible room. That's what the, the room that they gave us. Uh, we didn't request that. They gave us that room. I don't know if it's the only room they had, but there was a seat in the shower that was down and it couldn't go up. So the stream for the shower is going to the seat. This is a bonus, if you ask me. So, I, like, you know, <laughs> when do you get to the bad part? <laughs> I mean, now, you know, I guess you're right. It's all about perspective. Um, but we couldn't, like, get it. Like, they, and so we called down and we were like, can you guys, like, get this seat up because we can't shower? And they were like, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll send somebody up with some bungee cables, hook it up. They, like, like we're sitting there waiting. We had, like, a dinner reservation. We're sitting there waiting because we couldn't shower. And we're just like, all right. So, like, an hour passes. And my, then my dad calls. And he's like, you know, what's going on? They're like, oh, we're really busy. We're really, there, there's some locker rooms at the pool. Like, you can shower. So, oh, we, wow. had to, we had to go shower oh. at the locker rooms at the pool because there was four of us. And they finally come with these, cape, these like, bungee cables. And they were like, they it didn't hold it up or like it was just a, a nightmare but then like finally they like strapped it up and the manager was so like condescending he was like he called he's like i heard you had some problems and then he's like um you got some dinner plans tonight and we were like yeah we're going to the grand floridian so he's like yum all right well have a great night and like hung up and we were like wow like it was a horrible experience and management didn't handle it right at all. Like paid a lot of money. The, the old Key West was an expensive, it was a DVC hotel and they just didn't yeah, like, like <laughs> yeah. And we were pretty shocked by how they handled that. So that was a bad experience. Also one time, like I requested like a water view room at um, the Riverside and I was going there consistently like every year. So I like, I had like, I wanted a view of the Sasagula river. I got to my room and I'm like facing the woods and a bunch of those like laundry carts are directly in front of my 
window of my room, like just six lawn. And I was like, guys, this isn't a water view. Like they were like, well, you wanted the main floor. So that was all we had available. And I was like, put me, put me on the water view. So they moved my room and they put me on like a third level. And then they actually like comped me, which was great. Cause they were, I was like, this is, I, I literally was like, this isn't nice. Like I literally said, I'm like, this isn't nice. Like I come here every year. I don't, I'm not getting any discounts. I'm paying full price and there's laundry carts in front of my room. So the Riverside handled it like well, I think, for a bad experience. They they I didn't pay for my room and then they gave me a beautiful view of the of the river. So Yeah, I'd say that that's handled. That's like, handled. Very very well. It's um, handled. That's my those are that's my bad experiences. Who would like to go next? Uh Ryan, do you want to go first and I'll I'll uh, bat bat at the end. Go back clean yeah. up. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> with, my, with my story, um, it literally is going to involve cleanup. So. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> no, no. Uh, well, um, my most recent trip to the Grand Floridian Hotel um, was was not so great. <laughs> the uh, I'm trying to think of like how to summarize it really quickly, but be, you know, basically, like my my partner there gets food poisoning in some capacity from you know the the food the food in the lounge. That's uh. that's. Our- that was basically the only place that we ate. So, you know, asterisk, it is possible it came from somewhere else, but that's probably where it came from. Right. And uh, was bedridden ill for about 20, 24, 30-ish hours. Like, a full day of the trip was basically, like, stuck in bed. And, uh, you know, I was sent on an errand to get, like, I think it was, like, an egg sandwich or something. And I, you know, I went to the concierge desk and said, hey, you know, can I get an egg sandwich? And they, they basically... They basically said they couldn't do it and I needed to go to the restaurant and ask, you know, myself and ask them to set it up because, like, the restaurant wouldn't help the desk. The whole thing was really, really odd. And, you know, I'm just trying to get this egg sandwich. It was, like, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, so it wasn't, like, I don't know. It didn't seem like it was late enough that an egg sandwich would be a, would be a problem. Yeah, and eggs, uh, eggs are available. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that's that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. It, it took about an hour waiting outside the Grand Floridian Cafe to, like, get these eggs and, like, bring them back upstairs. And, like, I was very um, I was very disappointed in the way that the, the service was handled because, you know, just for the record, in terms of, you know, your cost tiers for Disney World, this is the, the top cost tier. This is the most you can pay for one of these rooms to stay at the Grand Floridian. Like, we're talking, you know, between one and $2,000 a night. These are the, con- um, the concierge level where you're supposed mm-hmm. to... Someone at the concierge is supposed to be co- kind of, like, helping you if you need something. To help you. Yeah. yeah, exactly. For something like that. Like, I, you know, I'm not talking about something crazy. Like, I'm Ellen DeGeneres and I need a goat, you know, for my stand-up routine. <laughs> yeah. Which, which, um, which by the story way, from, from the four seasons, I think, and I think it was in Beverly Hills, but, but anyway, like, I'm like, I need an egg sandwich at two o'clock in the afternoon and like the whole system broke. Um, and then the next morning, uh, we did find a cockroach type bug that was about the size of a mouse in the bathroom running around and it left fecal matter all over our stuff. Ugh. Um, it, it was, it was gross <laughs> for what you're paying. It was just like, oh man, like this is. This is very disappointing. I um, honestly would think that that was gross and unacceptable if I was staying at an All Stars. Like I, I don't want to see yeah, exactly. Any, 100%. I don't want to see any bug that yeah, is no. the size of a, no. of a mouse in my and and shitting on my stuff. Like I, I just I don't. I, I would freak the. F- F out. I, I actually never saw it. It was trapped under one of those, you know, Disney cups when I was around. Like it was still in the room, but it was under the cup. So I never saw it. But um, there, there's footage proof that I still haven't seen. 
But um, on the positive side, uh, not that hotel, um, I will just say <laughs> the service at the Four Seasons in Orlando um, is is exceptional, what the Four Seasons does. It does not give you the Disney feels that any of the Disney hotels do, but anything that you need, the food, you know, the food is all cooked perfectly, the drinks are exceptionally well made, and the service is phenomenal. They do a really good job anticipating basically all of your needs and anything you could want, um, and it's a very... Uh, it's kind of like going to a huge spa. It's That's very what people quiet. say. It, it's like a bucket list hotel that people want to sit. And they have a really good restaurant there too. I think it starts with a B. I forget what it is, but people are like, it's the, uh, is it start with a B? Like their favorite restaurant in Orlando. There's an Italian restaurant there. That's oh. like a, I, I think, um, they have a, there's a bar restaurant that's great and they have an Italian restaurant. And then of course, you know, room service and whatnot, but, um, their, their pool there is basically like, they have like three pools. They have the only adults only pool in Disney world and they have a lazy river on property and a full like play area for kids. It's, um, it's quite an experience, but it's very, very different, um, for someone who loves Disney. I like how you're still doing staycations, even like in town. Like I, I like, <laughs> cause I, I would like to think that if I, if I ever lived somewhere like that, that I would do the same thing where I would be like, Oh, maybe I'll go for a weekend to such and so even, and it's such an easy sort of vacation to do because you just drive on over. Yeah, totally. No, <laughs> a lot of ability in your dates too. You know, you find a good rate or something. You're like, Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can yeah. go tomorrow. You know? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. And that's and, what and, I got. And four seasons like throughout, throughout the world. I mean, I've, I've been lucky enough to stay at, uh, at like three of them and throughout the world, they are like bar none spectacular. Like they, they pull out all the shots. They're, they're fantastic hotels no matter where. Uh, you can always kind of trust like those Ritz Carlton's, et cetera, like as like, you know, top tier resorts. I've never stayed in one. You should, you should treat yourself because they are, they are really, really fantastic. I'm poor. Uh, but I've never, I've never had the opportunity to stay at the Orlando one. So maybe, uh, maybe in the future though. That yeah. Pretty, I mean, it's got a glowing good. review. Um, I've got, I've got a couple negative ones. One from, uh, one from this last trip that I went on. Uh, and then one for my youth. Uh, so when we were, when I was young, we stayed at the, uh, the yacht and beach club and, uh, to get away from like the, I can't remember, like the main pool was closed. Right. And so we, you know, you, you pick to go to that hotel because it has the most incredible pool ever. It's got a, a sand bottom to yeah. it. It's got, you know, like lazy river style, uh, uh, areas. It's got whirlpools. It's got bubbles that come up in certain areas. It's got a, a magnificent there's water a slide. Shipwreck. Yeah, there's a shipwreck that has a water slide in it. Yeah. It's just amazing, especially, you know, back when it was first created, it was like a water park, you know, but at the hotel. So uh, we, we stayed there for that reason, but it was, uh, you know, uh, being serviced or something, and the whole pool was shut down. So the only pool that you could go to was, uh, you know, in a, an adult's pool or whatever, the quiet pool. Uh, which we we went to to like try to go swimming, and it was just covered in goose shit. Ew. Yeah. So like you know like sometimes like the birds at Disney can be a bit of a problem. Like you know they 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 abound. And those um, shits look like shits. Yeah, they're they were real shits. Uh, yeah. And so like and we so we went in the pool, and then we discovered like that it's kind of covered in shit. Like afterwards. <laughs> And so, uh, obviously, you know, we made a complaint, uh, and, and they were very good to us as well. Like your, your Riverside trip, they, you know, they comped the room, um, 
uh, they they actually like I, I'm not sure if they comped the room or if they gave us uh, like a, a free future stay. I think that's what they gave us was a free future stay, um, which was all it was incredible. And the next time we went, it was you know as a family it was a fantastic time. Sure. Um, the most recent trip that I went on, uh, I stayed at the Royal Pacific at Universal. I love the Royal Pacific. It's an awesome hotel. Uh, you know, we mentioned it during the our trip update. Uh, you know, it's it's one of their premium hotels. So you get like the express pass and everything. It's totally worth it to stay there. But I had a couple like negative experiences when I was there. Uh, number one, there was like a like a used uh, a used washcloth in the bathroom, like in the uh. tub. Uh, which makes you think, like, oh, you didn't see this? Like, you, did you not see everything? Else? Yeah, like, did, you know, did no inspect the room. <laughs> yeah, like, isn't somebody supposed to inspect the room before yeah. you? Yeah, somebody... I mean, it was a little bit hidden, like in a place where you wouldn't expect it. But, right, like it was still like there and used. Ew. And so, like, that's pretty grody. Uh, and then uh, the the other complaint I have is uh, it, it was a very busy week, so like we had tried to get to uh, to like a double queen room, but that wasn't available. So they put us in a king room. That had like a fold away, uh, you know, couch bed or whatever. Uh, and the couch bed was like pretty uncomfortable in general. Like I, I wouldn't recommend it if you're trying to double down in those rooms, like maybe yeah. try to get really try to get the, the double queen. Uh, Cause mm-hmm. that bed is really not very good. But the other thing with that bed is that they don't give you any kind of bedding other than like the one thin sheet that's on it already. And, and so, you know, we got back from the parks at like 10 o'clock at night to like find out, Oh, there's no, blankets or anything or pillows so like okay we'll we'll call down and like we'll get the stuff you know they'll i'm sure they'll bring it right up it takes nothing it's you know it's in a closet down the hall all they have to do is like send somebody yeah uh and it took over an hour and all you want to do is go to bed you know like you're trying to like wake up to go to the parks the next morning it's like all you want to do is go to bed so every minute that ticks by is like more and more frustrating yeah i called down like three times during this hour because they kept on saying oh 50 within 15 minutes within 15 minutes and then they didn't do anything to make good on that. And so, like, that, like, still sticks in my side a little bit. Yeah, it's annoying. <laughs> One thing I will say is, like, I don't understand with hotels, like, the bedding situation. Like, I, I understand that, like, having a blanket could probably be a little skeevy because, like, but, like, if a blanket has a duvet on it, it should be fine. And I feel like I freeze my ass off in these hotels. Like, even, like, because it basically feels like you're, you're sleeping under two sheets, Sure. Yeah. It's so cold. It, you, you kind of are. There's like a really thin blanket in between them. I was looking the last time we were there. I'm like, what is this? Yeah. It's like, I need more blanket because I like to have the room nice and cold. Yeah, but I want to be nice and warm. Yeah, for sure. A hundred percent. I don't want to have to heat up the room. This is ridiculous. I'm in Florida. Yeah, totally. I, and, and even aesthetically speaking, I totally understand why they don't have those like blanket duvets anymore. Like oh, I, yeah. I totally get that. Um, but with that, with that said, like when they used to have them, it was like this whole theming element in the room. And now that they've removed them, and I think they've removed the bed scarves, I assume that's a COVID thing because they probably didn't launder yeah. them as much, something like that. Um, but they've <laughs> the rooms really don't have a lot of character in that regard anymore. Like you just have the same kind of white bed everywhere, There's no, and which is great, it's clean. But but yeah, it's just sort of it doesn't feel quite as Disney anymore. It's just yeah. like a big, Bed just a white bed, a hundred percent, like 100%. no blanket. Yeah, and I agree with that. no theming. And they could they could at least do like a colored like bed, you know, like bedding. Maybe yeah, like yeah, something something to bring a little bit of spark spark a some joy, spark spark a little joy. So you have a good experience, Ryan. 
yeah, sure. I, uh, staying at Riverside, uh, you, this is youth, right? Um, but they like uh, we would go there for Easter a lot, and uh, I guess we were technically standing, staying in Dixie Landings at the time. And they put on uh, like a full fledged giant uh, Easter egg hunt for oh, for everybody. Cute. You know, cool. th- that was like you know just like just because the hotel. I, I don't even know if it was like a sanctioned thing. It must have been sanctioned, but like yeah, it wasn't like advertised or anything. You just like you woke up and you there woke was up Easter- and there was a giant Easter egg hunt going on, and they had like you know tons of like little prizes and stuff inside the eggs, and yeah, yeah it was wonderful. I love those little things. Like I, I, lo- I still, I love that they do the the nighttime movies. I love that they do the campfire stuff. Like those little things just make it different. Totally. And like you know, you go somewhere else and you're lucky if you can get a bottle of water at seven o'clock at night because they've closed the, the you know the toilet. The bridge is closed. <laughs> yeah, the sundries place is closed. Like it's just yeah. Um, wow. Okay. So that I so this is great. I I love these war stories of. Um, of uh of uh hotels did we lose ryan uh ryan are you still there i think so okay we, we can't we can't see you we can hear you yeah, anyway we, well that you we, know what uh oh, okay. anyway that's, that's okay no, no it's okay worries. We'll, we'll just because the beers out. are done guys we made it cheers <laughs> um i i really cheers. ryan i really want to thank you for coming out like everything you said was so fascinating i was like hanging on every word of like your your cool life and and everything and uh i really just appreciate you coming on here uh and and being my friend i feel very lucky that you're my friend you guys can find ryan on like i said youtube tiktok twitter Twitter, Instagram, um, I, I really recommend his TikToks. They're, they're, he, I know he's saying, like, I, I do the trends, but he just does them really, really well. They're, like, another level. Uh, he's at R-J-N-O-V-E-L-L-I-N-E. Definitely check him out. He's got a huge following, so jo- join that following. Um, uh, thank you so much for, for coming on, Ryan. Yeah, man, it was so it was so awesome to uh, get to know you better and to you know re- like really make your acquaint- make your acquaintance. Um, I can't wait to uh, to be able to hang out with you uh, yeah. next time I'm down in Florida. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, looking forward to when you're when you're both back. It was great to see you the last time you were here. Yeah, I, I'll I'll be back very soon. <laughs> uh, thank you guys thank you my co-host Ryan thank you to my guest Ryan <laughs> uh, The Dark Ride presented by Drunk Distry is available every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts Spotify and wherever else podcasts are available the show is free but you can pay us by simply liking and subscribing giving us a 5 star rating review or just telling a fellow theme parks loving friend to listen we really appreciate that email us questions or shout outs at drunkdistry at gmail.com you can follow us on Instagram and TikTok for lots of great Disney Park content at drunkdistry as always guys thanks for drinking theme parks with us cheers I